Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We're finally here. The top teams in college basketball have been determined, and the Final Four is set. Looking to wager on these games in the national championship? Head over to betonline.ag on your desktop or your mobile device and sign up today and receive 50% off your welcome bonus for your first deposit. Just use the promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all your updated odds and info, along with the player props and new contests throughout the year. It's the best source for all your sporting wager needs, including the live betting and everyone's favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so join today. Learn why everyone is saying BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Football Podcast on the Fantasy Focus YouTube channel. Once again, I'm your host, Bobby LaMarco. We're back with Buck. Buck, what's going on, buddy? I'm just thinking we need to make some amendments to our running back winners and losers. Bruce Arians, gone. He's out of there. Todd Bowles in. I don't think it's a bad thing. I actually think it's a great thing for Lenny Fournette and Tom Brady. Is Tom Brady just going to call the whole offense now? 100%. Allegedly, allegedly, Byron Leftwich and him would do the whole plan during the week anyway. Bruce Aritz kind of just came in at the last minute, made his little adjustments. So, you know, I think it will be more Brady influenced. But now it's time for Byron Leftwich to, you know, it's Todd Bowles is a defensive mind, right? So, if this is the case, it's now Byron Leftwich's show. So it's no more Bruce Arians. So, and but BA is staying on the organization. He's moving to the front office, though. I like that. I think it's a positive move there for the Bucks. Excited to talk about tonight, though, a subject uh, that I can really relate to. Biggest losers, especially mm. at running back. Oh, I had yeah. one carry. I had one carry at the two-yard line. Couldn't punch it in my whole career, Bob. I'm a loser running back. That's okay. That's okay because you're a winner on here, and that's why we did the episode first. RB winners, so I'd put you there. If I could have put you in top five, Buck, I would have. But unfortunately, today, we're talking RB losers, folks. Guys that you're just going to think are big, dumb nerds that you're not trying to mess with. And me and Buck are here to break down our top five and basically the guys that we're not feeling after free agency. So, Buck, you know the drill, man. We're going to start at five. Why don't you give us a quick shout-out for one of the guys I was high on early on in the offseason last year, just didn't work out, Zach Moss. Well, we could talk about last year as well as the year before. You know, Moss just hasn't panned out as a as a real menace within that that red zone the way we thought it would turn out. It actually turned out towards the end of last year that Singletary is more effective in that role. The thing that scares me most is how interested we are in Brees Hall. Uh, Bills are going to draft a running back, probably an explosive pass-catching running back. Something to offset that little bit of thunder and shake that a guy like Singletary has. But with Moss being pretty much ineffective there for two seasons, he's had his run-ins where he he looks good for one game. You just don't have a level of consistency with him as a player. I think this this staff is ready to move on. I think they're ready to get something a little bit different. I do feel Singletary and Moss are a little bit too similar and that Singletary did just enough at the end of last season into the playoffs 
that we're going to have Zach Moss with the rumored interest in a first round, potentially first round running back for the Bills. I feel like when you get whispers of that, I don't think it's just fan talk. I think there's something going on there because the Bills, they can keep up with the Chiefs. They did what they needed to do defensively, stacking that defensive line, not only at edge rusher, but also on the interior as well with Daquan Jones and Tim Settle. They're looking a lot more robust and ready to counterpunch anything that Pat Mahomes and crew can do. I would not be shocked to see the Bills go for more of a, a lightning to a thunder type of situation there. And Moss is, in my opinion, Moss going to see the door. Ah, yeah, I agree, man. And honestly, with Moss, it's it's reflected in his ADP, AB, ADP RB75. And to be honest with you, I, I think Singletary just showed so much. Plus, like you're talking, all this – they're, if they don't draft the guy on the first day, they might do day two. And day two running backs are still going to make an impact. So I do agree with you on that. My guy I'm going to jump down to is Zeke Elliott. And Zeke is more name than production over the last two years. And actually, Zeke's fantasy finish overall looks pretty solid. Finishes the top 10 back. But he played 17 games last year. I know he was a little banged up. But this is the second year in a row now. He finished outside the top 15 in points per game in RBs. Last year, it was RB19. The year before that, RB17 in points per game. So we're starting to see him, you know, a guy that was a perennial first-round pick is now starting to see his production slip outside the top 15 back-to-back years. At some point, we have to look at this and say, listen, this is the new Zeke, and he's still a very good fantasy asset. And he's not even being drafted as a top first-round pick. He's being drafted in that third round. He's ADP RB21 right now, so it's not like he's being overdrafted necessarily. But at the same time with Zeke, we've seen his upside over the last two years is, you know, five, six spots more than that. The other thing, they lost Collins and they lost Williams. So two of their premier offensive linemen, I know they have some nice depth in Connor McGovern and also Steele as a guy who's been playing a lot because Collins has been out of the lineup. But Tyron Smith has missed a shit ton of games the last two years. So he hasn't been able to stay healthy. Now they're losing a lot of talent up front. Plus, Tony Pollard is just getting incrementally better every year and next year listen the biggest problem with Zeke he wasn't getting the big time workload it wasn't like his efficiency was that far off his career averages 4.2 yards per carry it's the fact that Tony Pollard demanded a bigger role so I just think that even in the third round it's a nice safe pick but I think I agree with you Buck I might not go so RB heavy I might go after one of those elite wide receivers in the third round or a top tier tight end but what's your thoughts on Zeke Totally agree with you in terms of those two O line losses are massive for a guy like Zeke. He's not cutting the edge the way a speedster like Pollard is hitting it. And Pollard has shown us enough. He has shown that coaching staff more than enough to warrant a a bigger workload every single week. And Mm -hmm. really he's the explosive option. Zeke is that steady target. And I'm with you. I think third round safe pick. I don't think twice about that, but I think at this point, this stage in his career with how much he's been utilized, it's something to watch out for. So I do agree with you there. My number three here is Chris Carson. So with Chris Carson, a lot of things that didn't go his way here, obviously still recovering from the neck surgery. They lose Russell Wilson. And then the next thing you know, you wake up and Rashad Penny signs an extension there. Mm-hmm. And he had a hell of a productive stretch run there down the end of last year. This is one of those situations that just does not look good for a guy that truly, though, 
has outperformed where he was drafted. I mean, this guy, year in, year out, he gets the dirty work done. I love the player of Chris Carson, but I feel the writing's on the wall here. You're bringing in Drew Locke. You're bringing in Drew Locke. <laughs> doesn't make me feel great here. No, it does not. Uh, I do feel they're going to have to make some sort of move there at quarterback. I mean, it seemed like the Broncos folded him up like a beach chair in no time. And the writing was on the wall very early for Drew Locke. And now it's, mm -hmm. I think it's the same thing here. Unfortunately, it's going to impact Carson. I think Penny is the RB one there. I think he'll continue to be throughout the season. You know, Carson's going to get his work, but really the recovery from a neck injury as a running back, something to be concerned about. So I just have a few red flags there and it stinks that things ended up the way the dominoes fall in the way they did there for Chris Carson. Yeah. And Penny wasn't just good. He was RB one overall over the last five weeks of the season. Good. He was like, oh, I was thinking, I was thinking it was Devin Singletary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like, he was 21 and a half points per game over the last five weeks of under utterworldly. Like, like other than Jonathan Taylor last year, no player hit 20 points per game. So that stretch for Penny. Plus, I just read a report for Pete Carroll, and Pete Carroll's like, my God, that guy blows more smoke up my ass than, than I don't – well, no, there's no competition for smoke going up my ass. All right, let's just go with that. But anyway, uh, the thing is – the thing is, uh, but he actually came out and said Rashad Penny's going to get the first crack at the starting job. And if you watch the explosiveness of Penny last year, he just added – a completely different dimension to that offense that Chris Carson, I love him. He's a grinder, did not offer that offense. And I think today the best part, though, is both these guys are going to be coming at massive discounts. So if you're not really sure, we're getting an idea. Right now today, RB35, 92nd overall is Penny. RB44, 127th overall. So it's not even that difficult to get both these guys in the ninth and maybe 11th, 12th round and see what happens. It's a low-cost option for you if you did fade RVs early. All right, before we dive into our top two, we're going to take a quick commercial break for one of our sponsors, Carefactor. We'll be back right after this. Hey, TCK Potters and fantasy-focused community. Are you looking for options for hair loss? There are many options out there for treating it. However, most products treat the cause, such as DHT, and don't do much to support the growth of new and stronger hair. It's like removing harmful weeds from your lawn, but not doing much to fertilize the grass. That's why the Fantasy Focus and TCK team has partnered with Carafactor. Carafactor saw this problem and focused their research on finding just the right combination of biosynthetic growth factors and an innovative delivery system to promote fuller, stronger looking hair. So whether you're a listener who suffers from various forms of alopecia or even stress-related hair loss, the Carefactor treatment is the perfect scalp-friendly solution that can help and influence stronger and healthy hair throughout all stages of the hair life cycle. And now, exclusively for TCK listeners, use the promo code TCK at checkout to get 15% off all products at shop.mycarefactor.com. That's shop.mykerefactor.com. Carefactor, skincare for hair. All right, let's dive into number two, and it's the Chiefs' backfield, CEH and Ronald Jones. First off, what a disaster for these two guys who have been used primarily as just runners on the first couple of years of their careers. CEH has lost passing work to Daryl Williams, Damian Williams, 
you know, you name it, whoever can catch passes, Jarek McKinnon. CEH has not even owned that role in pass pro situation issues and also just in the receiving game. Ronald Jones, same problem. Guy's a great runner, always highly regarded as a pure runner on first and second downs, but he is not trusted in passing games. Now you have these guys, and listen, they probably in a Chiefs offense who, by the way, hey, we might just have a bunch of opportunities for these guys, and I, I get that, but I'm not interested in dealing with which guy is going to be each week? Which guy is going to score the touchdown? Because each guy can go 12 for, you know, 65, which is great yards per carry. But that 6.5 points is not going to do shit for me in fantasy. So I am a little concerned about this. The only silver lining to this whole situation for them is that Darrell Williams and Jared McKinnon have not been re-signed as of today. Obviously, but one or two of those guys could come back. I'm not saying they won't. But maybe CEH, this is an indication they feel more comfortable. They bring in Jones, a nice runner. They believe CEH could now do the third down work, which might be okay. If that's the case, then we have some options for these guys. But I don't know. I don't think that's going to be – I haven't seen enough just yet. The good news is ADPs are, of course, we're talking a lot of running backs. We're not sure. ADP RB28 for CEH, that's round six. RB48 for Ronald Jones, that's basically almost undrafted. So – Another situation, Buck, where you can get both these guys relatively cheap, but what's your thoughts on the Chiefs' backfield situation? So while I think it definitely has a negative impact for CEH in particular here with Fournette re-signing for the Bucks, so even if he re-signs on the, on the Bucks, you know, I don't see really the big future, the payout coming on a guy like Ronald Jones in that situation. I'm a huge subscriber to good offense, get a running back. One of the highest scoring offenses in the league, get a running back. You might as well. They're, they will have opportunities within the 5-10 yard line. That's likely going to have one touch, maybe plus, for those one of those two players. The problem in this situation is, which one do you like better as a player? I'm in between. At this stage in both their careers, you nailed it. I'm not sure. I'm just not sure about it. So, at Ronald Jones value, though, I, I'm thinking I'm higher on Ronald Jones than I am CEH just because you pick him up for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, right. listen, I go. You go ahead, Bob. No, I, I listen. Before we even get to number one, I was just going to say this. This is another topic, ambiguous backfields. We're going to talk about this a lot. But you said something that's really important. It's a good offense. So – you know what? Take the shot on both these guys. Draft CEH in the six and Ronald Jones in the freaking 12 and just hope to see what happens. Like so many good players, James Conner, Leonard Fournette, Devin Singletary, all became fantasy factors down this, at some point in the season last year, all drafted in like the eighth, seventh, eighth, ninth beyond rounds. So because we didn't know who the starter was. So you might as well just take that draft capital, invest in both. I agree. But let's get to number one. Let's not bury no, the lead. Number one, Chase Edmonds here. Miami, it's where you go to die. A lot of people have been retiring there for many years. Chase Edmonds just adding his name to the list. I don't trust this. I just don't trust it. Chase Edmonds, first off, I don't know who Chase Edmonds is yet. I was just starting to peel the layers of that nice orange back. It's a beautiful Florida orange. It's grown right there at Noble Farms. I thought you were going to go on, onion route, like in Shrek. Onions have layers. But yeah, no, that's more topical. Makes I just, sense, but go ahead. I don't, I don't know who Chase Edmonds is. And I don't think Miami is going to be the destination that reveals 
you know, show me the real Slim Shady. Show me the real Chase Evans. Who are you? I know you can catch balls. I know you can do that well. You've shown streaky abilities to run between the tackles, but that's the part of your game that I'm most concerned with. I just don't know if this is the right marriage. Of all the places you can end up, I've seen more running backs spoil their careers by going to Miami in the last 12 years than any other destination I've seen. Mm. It's just, it, it. I don't know that it's going to work out for Chase Edmonds. I would have much preferred him to stay there in Arizona because he had Kyler. Here, it. I don't know, a Tua Chase Edmonds. I feel like Tua, he needs somebody else. And don't bring up Teddy B. Are you going to bring Teddy B up here? <laughs> I didn't say anything. <laughs> I just saw the look in your eyes. I don't think no. Tua is going to be the effective leader that it's going to take for Chase Edmonds to become the best player he can be. I was really high on him if he stayed in Arizona. I'm not so high now. You know, like you brought up, Tua last season, the Dolphins were one of the bottom five teams in target percentage to running backs at 16%. So, there, that's kind of the facet of Chase Edmonds' game that we really like that he's using the pass game. Plus, Raheem Mostert, there is nothing stopping Raheem Mostert because of his connection to Mike McDaniel from winning that starting job. And if he's the main back, the 1A on the ground game piece, and Chase Edmonds takes more of the role he had with Kenny and Drake, that's fine. He's going to have some low-end PPR asset value. But the thing is, as of today, Edmonds is going ahead of Mostert. And we're going to have plenty of time to figure this whole thing out. But RB38, RB51, these guys are going to be going in the double-digit rounds. They're both going outside the top 100. So if we're still not sure, this is another situation where the draft capital isn't big. You could just take both, see what happens, and we're going to have a bunch of running back backfields. But the thing is, I just don't know. if to, The only thing I'll say about Teddy B is Teddy B checks down to his RBs. That is uh, true. The, so at least Edmonds will have a better PPR ceiling with a guy like that. All right, so – before we go and talk about our metrics, we have one more com quick commercial break. Our latest sponsor, Athletic Greens. And after this, we'll be back with our honorable mention, and we'll get out of here for RB Loses. Tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one with top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients supports gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle friendly and fits a wide variety of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop with a cup of water every single day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune support, vitamin D, and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash believe. These statements have been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products do not intend to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens. Take ownership of your health. All right, let's talk about my honorable match. This is Jags RBs. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because Doug freaking Peterson is now the head coach. <laughs> and if you remember the Eagles and the freaking headache that Doug Peterson was for running backs, I mean, Jordan Howard, 
Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, all Kenneth getting playing Gainwell. time. Kenneth Gainwell. Well, Gainwell was after Peterson, right? I believe it was the last year they drafted him. Maybe not, was but it? it feels it, like he's a Peterson product. You know, it is. You're right. You're right. It is a whole thing. And honestly, yeah, I think it was a year after. Yeah, it's all good. I mean, yeah. You know what? Just add a running back. It's Ryan Matthews. You you name it. It's a pain in the ass. And the problem was because of the constant moving parts, number one, it makes the RBs harder to predict when they're going to have their big games because the RB does one thing different or wrong. Boom. He's not playing as much. They have another guy in there. Boston Scott's getting like eight touchdowns, and I just want to kick someone in the face all the time. Plus, guy like Jordan Howard, who's his boy, is just floating out there. So, you know, he's probably going to be like, hey, Carlos Hyde's gone. Let's bring in Jordan Howard to add to our Travis Etienne and James Robinson mix. And that just scares me a little bit because Miles Sanders was – and they're not – these aren't bad numbers. My In the two seasons with uh, Doug Peterson, RB19 and RB22 when he was getting the full work. That's fine, but Travis Etienne currently is the RB24. You're not getting much upside with that pick, especially him coming off an injury. And we don't even know. That's not his guy. The other thing that's a big curveball in this whole situation is last year, that coaching staff brought in Travis Etienne and everyone's like, well, James Robinson's not his guy. Neither of these guys are his guy. So, you know, they could easily go out and get another back. They could bring a guy from free agency. I just don't like Doug Peterson, the way he handles his running backs. So I might not be into Travis Etienne necessarily, but things can change. Who knows? What's your thoughts on the Jags RBs before we get out of here? Well, this is this is the complete opposite of the Chiefs situation, right? It's the Jags. So you're getting what appears to be just a completely, I don't know, hazy backfield right now in terms of what is the distribution. And this is taking the coach out of consideration. So you have what looks murky, hazy, however you want to phrase it with a talented player like ATN. And then you also have a very talented player in James Robinson. So it's murky to begin with. And then you slap in Doug Peterson, who, like you said, Jordan Howard, he already, he's got a hotel. He's been at for a week and a half in Jacksonville. Right now. <laughs> he's just thinking, yeah. you know what? I might as well figure out the lay of the land, figure out where to get the good eats, figure mm-hmm. out where to get a nice drink. You know, he's trying to figure out where he wants to establish his next home for the next six months because that's what Jordan Howard does. So when Jordan Howard comes into town, what does that look like? Because I guarantee you when Jordan Howard gets into town, he'll have a 13-carry game. He'll run it for 48 yards and two touchdowns. I have no doubt about that. 100%. Yeah, I just, you know, that's that's it. We, You know, I'm tired of talking about losers. So, you know, that's all we got for today, folks. That's our top five. Uh, ready back losers from NFL free agency so far and a little bit of an honorable mention. Once again, I'm Bobby Lamarco, the host of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast on the Fantasy Focus YouTube channel. Back and better than ever with Buck. Buck, thanks for joining me again on this Wednesday. I'm hoping I see you next week where we're going to start breaking. Oh, tip the cap. My pleasure. We're hoping that actually the best part, me and Buck, the rest of the way, we're going to talk about players with the most to gain and lose by division in the NFL draft. So stay tuned for the next month of April. That's what we're going to be breaking down every Wednesday. Players that could be see their fantasy stocks rise and fall based on where players are drafted in this NFL draft. Once again, all our episodes are brought to you by Bet Online AG and a part of the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Bob. That's Buck. We're out of here.
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.